0: What's up, guys? We are back. This is The Real Deal with Casey and Jason, where we talk real life, real experiences, and occasionally real estate. It's been a real long time. It's been a really <laughs> long time. And uh, we finally broke the silence today, unofficially. August 8th. On August 8th. Mark um, it down. Put it in your calendars. I put a uh, story out, tagged <laughs> you in it. You did. Because people have been asking us, where is the real deal? Uh, yeah. We're missing our Friday morning podcast, yeah. and we need you guys to get on it. So we've been away for a little bit. We've had a lot of stuff going on, um, a ton of stuff. So we'll kind of just go through the timeline real quick for you guys and mm-hmm. let you know where we've been, fill you in on uh, the new ventures that we're all on. Yeah, new new ventures, new venues. New venues for sure, which is cause of the delay here yeah, in the it podcast. Is. It is. So we initially started recording in my office there in Chesapeake City. Jumped over to your office in Chesapeake City, um, and then you switched offices. I switched offices. So you're now with? Remax. Remax, and we're back, or I shouldn't say back. We are in uh, the new office location on Augustine Herman Highway. Same street, same town. 213. Yep. As you can see in our background, guys, this is like, you know. <laughs> Bare bones. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of like it. It's kind of metaphorical, I think. Yeah you know, to, uh, to fresh beginnings that we're both going through. Um, so yeah, you switched to Remax. We're here in the new office set up. Mm-hmm. So this guys, this will be the new home, maybe not this desk in right. particular, but this will be the new home of the real deal with Casey and Jason. It will. And, um, I also recently switched companies. So we had went, we closed the office in Chesapeake city when I was with the prior company, uh, at nations. And then I switched companies to U mortgage. So big move there. I'm a hundred percent remote. So oh, that's I'm, cool. yeah, so I'm working 100% of the time in my spare bedroom. Nice. With my kids. Yeah. Beating on the door most of the time. I
1: see, you're getting a lot of time with the family. That's cool.
0: Yeah. So I think I'm I'm that's my perspective that I'm having on it is uh just trying to enjoy the time with the family and not you know, not get annoyed when I'm trying to get something done and they're yeah. there cuz I'm like, man, this is such a short window with the kids and and they're going to grow up and then pretty soon they might not care if I'm home or not, but mm-hmm. right now um, Claire even said the other day, she's like, dad, you know, it's really cool that you're here during the day. Yeah. And I'm like, that is cool. <laughs> you know? And Danielle's like, it's cool that you get to have dinner with us every night. Because when I worked at the office, I would get stuck there. I would miss dinner a couple nights a week. Right. So now it's like, I just come downstairs at, you know, whatever time and have dinner with the family. So it's pretty sweet. Awesome, man. I think it's easy to
1: like, like it kind of seemed like, you know, you could treat that as almost like when your kids are banging on your door, like it's an annoyance, but it's something to be grateful for.
0: Yeah. It is annoying, but also something to are grateful for. <laughs> Not everybody has that luxury. <laughs> yeah, um, exactly. You're right. And, you know, I think back too, to when, before I jumped into the mortgage business, when I was driving to 202 every day mm. and I didn't see, so that was one of my biggest catalysts for moving is that I didn't see Clara hardly at all because I would get up and leave at like 6.30 in the morning and then I would get home at maybe 6 or 6.30 and she was one, so she would wake up a little bit after me. She would go to bed before I got home, so... Yeah, like I'm lucky that I get to see them. Um, It's cool to just sit there and look out the window and see them out of the playset, just. That is cool. Swinging or doing whatever, you know, running in and out of the house or like playing in the hose out in the yard. just Stuff like that. It's really cool to be able to see that and experience that. Um, Kind of a a weird thing because you're looking through a lens almost at your family and you're not like in the picture, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah, yeah, there's kind of some separation there. Yeah. Like it's your work day. Yeah. They're doing their thing. Yeah.
0: But it like that, um, that perspective of like watching them do their thing, but not being there with them. It's, um, it gives you some, some, you know, good perspective of, it's a, it's a weird feeling. It's almost like if you weren't there, like mm-hmm. what would, what would their lives look like? You yeah. know, you're kind of like watching them go about their lives without you in it. Now but how, I am there.
1: Yeah. How much are you like in, actually active with them
0: during the day? So I, uh, I have breakfast with them you know, at whatever, eight o'clock, eight thirty, And then I usually go up to the office and then they pop in at least twice, I would say in the morning. Mm-hmm. And then I'll go down for lunch, hang out with them for lunch, you know, lunchtime at around 12, uh, afternoon, same thing. They'll pop in at least once or twice, yeah, you know, want to show me something or, um, you know, I'll have to poke my head out of the room and be like, Hey guys, I'm going to call. I need you to like, bring the volume down. <laughs> yeah. So I, you know, I would say like, I get, five or six interactions throughout the day with them, which is That's pretty cool. Yeah.
1: And I don't know. I mean, working from home for, for me has always been difficult. Like even when it's just me and my dog, I'm, I, it's so hard for me to stay focused. And like, yeah. it sounds like you're, you, you kind of confine yourself for the most part. To I try a, to. to a room.
0: Yeah. I try to make it almost like an office setting because I've always been the kind of, I like to go to the office mm-hmm. because like when you sit down at your desk, you're, you're in your, your, your uh, space is set up for you to work and be effective. Yeah. And the home office thing has always been for me, like, uh, you know, weekend, somebody needs a pre-approval. I'll pop in there, open the computer up and do what I need to do. But to sit there, and it, you know, for an extended period of time, I try to, like, just create that, um, you know, separation of, like, this is my office workspace so that yep. I can be effective. But um, it's a work in progress. I'll mm. tell you that. I, you know, have a lot more respect for people that do work from home full time like after that. doing it. Yeah. You know, and then just trying to be, trying to just be effective, you know, and like, it's so easy to get distracted yeah. and like walk downstairs, get something to eat, get something to drink. <laughs> That's exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I get so hungry during the day, you yeah. know, I just want to walk down there, but, um, it's been a good move. Um, do you want to get into, um, the move you made And like, it's, it's, uh, like you got a new title, right? Yeah. So I, uh, changed brokerages.
1: Uh, like I said, I'm now with REMAX Chesapeake. And that was not an easy decision. Like I, I miss everybody back at my other brokerage. And I tend to feel things really hard for whatever reason. I think leaving in, leaving anything in any capacity, it's always been difficult for me. So uh, that wasn't an easy phone call to make when I left Caldwell. Um, and it wasn't really, you know, it was an easy transition from a you know, standpoint of, I know my current broker you know, I, I'm still in Chesapeake City. Things like that, like it really wasn't like that big of a change. Change, but um, yeah, you know, I don't. I don't like knowing that when I when I leave, uh, it leaves a hole somewhere. Yeah. So, so that that was tough. But uh, but yeah, I've been over here for I don't know. It's been about a month, and um, you've got a couple agents with us now. It's a really really good setup. It's um, it feels like me. And uh, I did get my broker's license, so I am uh, an associate broker with Remax Chesapeake uh, here in Chesapeake City. So still an agent, doesn't really change a whole lot,
0: just gives me an opportunity to uh, be a broker, own a brokerage down the line. Yeah, love it. So, you know, to me, from the outside looking in, I think it was a, a good move for you and a move in the right direction of where, you know, your your bigger vision is maybe. Yeah, I, you know, I, I want to build something and
1: As an agent, I just felt like that was that was difficult to do, and I've had this conversation before. I love selling real estate. I love helping people, but I I don't think um, as as an agent I was ever really going to be able to build um, the wealth and acquire. You know, I want to have rental properties, and I want to you know employ agents, and I you know I want to give other people opportunities to uh, make a really good living. So I, I didn't you know clearly I couldn't do that just being a real estate agent you know, without my broker's
0: license. So really just a, an opportunity for, for growth for sure. Yeah. And I feel the exact same way about the move I made. So, you know, part of it is that I feel like maybe I couldn't fulfill my full potential being just a loan officer and making the move over. I'm able to, um, you know, build a team, which is something I've always wanted to do. I had a big part in building a team, um, you know, prior at nations, but in the sales, sales manager capacity, um, you know, not a branch manager, which is similar to like a broker in the real estate world. So I felt like it was a same for me, like a good move in the right direction, uh, be able to build a team out, have a little bit more, um, you know, a little bit more control over the team in a way. Um, but just be, you know, be a leader, yeah. you know, and have that opportunity. So um, I've been impressed so far with the company. Again, it wasn't easy for me either the decision to move companies, I'd been with nations and the group of guys I worked with forever, like had very, very tight ties with them. They're like brothers to me. One Mm -hmm. of them is my brother, but um, the other guys are like brothers to me and, and I've known them forever. And it was not easy to make that decision to leave. Yeah, But at the end of the day, I, you know, I felt it was right. And I felt that, you know, we're faced with stuff like that a lot of times in life where you have a tough decision that might be in front of you and you know, in maybe in your your mind, you're like, this is the right decision, but it's going to be hard. And I think a lot of times that hard decision is the right one, and you know it. It doesn't make it any easier to pull the trigger on yeah, that. Yeah, I think that's really true, man. the The hard decisions are typically
1: the ones that um, give you the most on the other side. Yeah. And living in yeah, everybody you, you always hear you know, living in your comfort zone um, doesn't really provide you kind of the upside that you're capable of. I know I didn't say that very professionally, but you know what I mean? Like uh, making those hard decisions can really, um, really show you what you're made of and help you do some pretty incredible things.
0: It definitely stretches you. Yeah. And I think at the end, at the end of that, you, you kind of realize that you have more capacity or you have more capability. Whereas if you do stay in, you know, your lane and your comfort zone, you're not challenged the same way. You know, it's, goes with a lot of different things, but, um, well, and you
1: had, you know, I, I, I believe I did too, but I'm sure you had a good support system around you. It wasn't a decision that you made on a whim. Probably. You probably talked it over with friends and family and that probably made you feel good about it. I think sometimes that can actually be, um, I don't say the wrong thing to do, but like sometimes there's people in your life that we've talked about this before that'll tell you not to do something maybe because they live in their comfort zone. Yeah. Um, you know, but I know you've got a lot of strong people in your life that are encouraging you to do difficult things.
0: Yeah, I do. And I think it definitely helps helps and hurts depending on who you're talking to. Yeah. Um, I'm lucky that I do have a very close, you know, Nick group around me. You being one of the people that, um, you know, is supportive of, like, you know, hey, make that difficult decision. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, Danielle certainly was on board with it. Um, you know, you it feels weird, doesn't it? Like, oh, even going yeah. through that process of, And and I didn't honestly have a lot of conversations like that because I didn't, I didn't like the feeling of, um, you know, I've never talked to recruiters. I've never really entertained any other options. So as soon as I did like open my mind to that, I kind of felt, I didn't like the feeling. I wanted to get out of that feeling as soon as possible and just make the move once I decided that I was going to move on. But yeah, having a, a strong support system around me definitely helped with that. But yeah, at the end of the day, it's, it's, it's not easy to make the hard decision, but a lot yeah. of times the hard decision is the right one. Well, and I think you probably had a feeling that it,
1: yeah. even though you might've been thinking about it for a while, you probably knew ultimately what the right decision decision was. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah.
0: I, I think it's, um, you know, the other side of this. So for anybody listening, if you're looking at this, like, cause I've, I've been guilty of this on the outside and even to be completely honest with, uh, looking at you and your situation from the outside, I'm like, and this is a good thing, but like, damn, Jason's, he's pushing the limits. Right. So that encouraged me to be like, all right, well, if he's making a move and he can do it and he's going, he's moving into it. Um, but like anybody out there, don't mistake our moves as like, uh, full confidence, unwavering, no, like just hammer down and go, go, go. And, and like, you know, we have one like thing on our mind because I, sometimes I wish I was like that, but I'm really not. No, me either. I think I, I
1: put off getting my broker's license for probably a few years. And like, you know, it's, it takes me a lot of time. I I wish I wasn't like that also. It takes me a lot of time to make, um, those calculated decisions. I, I know that I need a decision making framework. I know that like that stuff exists and Mm -hmm. like Alex Ramosi talks about it a lot. Like for big decisions, he's, does it check this box, this box and this box? Well, okay. Yes. Then, then it's the right decision, but that's really hard for me to do. Yeah. Uh, it's hard for me to remove the emotion from, from the decision.
0: Yeah. He said something I just heard. Somebody sent me that he said, if you were coaching you, what would you tell yourself and like remove yourself and this goes out there to anybody but if you can remove yourself from the situation and kind of view it from above and if you were sitting down with yourself having coffee or whatever and you were like explaining the situation to yourself and you were having to give yourself advice what would you what would you say yeah and most of the time the advice that you would give yourself is not what you're doing yeah i think that's true yeah and i was like man that's a good point like if i was talking to myself i'd be like Yeah, dude, you know, you have to, you know, it's, it's the time, you know, make the move. It's going to be a step in the right direction, but that emotion thing, man, it it really, it does get to you. Yeah. It really gets to me. Um, but anyway, that's the scoop guys. That's what we, you know, have been up to. That's why we haven't brought you an episode here (laughs) recently. Um, but we wanted to fill you in on that. The new ventures, um, simultaneously, you've also been taking on clients left and right with your training business. Yeah. Yeah. With, uh,
1: I don't know if I mentioned the the name of the company last time, but uh, the official name of my training company is Authentic Athletic Group. I did not know that. Yep. Um, trying to, I haven't really put that out there. Like I, I've. Well, now um, you have. <laughs> right. Like I haven't marketed. I really haven't marketed anything. Yeah. Uh, aside from you know posting some um, videos on Instagram and whatnot of uh, some me doing me doing some stuff and some clients doing some stuff, but it's a it's an ATG based training business you know I I model my training methods after uh the knees over toes guy um you know Ben Patrick also known as the knees over toes guy yeah he's just uh uh his program's incredible I think he's an incredible person and um you know it's really full range of motion training um training um joints and muscles through a full and usually a loaded, uh, full range of motion. You know, we're actually putting muscles like hip flexors in a, you know, what most people would consider a compromising position, but actually a position where you can really lengthen and strengthen them and ultimately make your body feel better. Um, so I've got, uh, clients, uh, that range in age from, I think 15 or 14, 15 to 67 wow yeah yeah. and and they're all doing similar stuff like atg is uh is pretty remarkable that every exercise can be scaled to a a pain-free entry point Mm -hmm. so you know uh, my 18 year old uh division three football player might be walking backwards pulling a sled that's got 100 pounds on it but you know we can also do that same exercise regressed which is just walking backwards on a treadmill So, um, it's, it's pretty cool stuff. And yeah, I've, I've been able to, um, get some clients along the way, but I'm pretty fortunate because I just, I I know a lot of people that are, um, in the fitness community.
0: Yeah. So I, um, I've also signed up on the ATG app. Yeah. So I've been working on that. It's going great. So, uh, this is week seven I'm in and, you know, I'm sure I heard this in the training program and like the YouTube videos. And I, I know I've heard it from you, but you explained it perfectly. It's like, to me, anyway, to understand it, because I don't really know what I'm doing, but like strength through range of motion, yeah,
1: strength through length, yeah,
0: yeah, and that's like a great um, a way that I could understand it. And mm-hmm. you know, if you think about anybody out there, your sh- shoulders, knees, hips, ankles, ankles, lower back, yeah, back especially mm-hmm. um, for me, right? You're you're putting weight in a position that you normally wouldn't have weight in, yeah. Which Uh,
1: and a lot of those areas of the body, especially the back, they're stigmatized with avoidance. Like like if, Oh, if you're, if you're, if you've got back problems and you should absolutely avoid all, well, it's just, it's just wrong. It's bad information. It's just wrong. Yeah. Um, you know, that doesn't mean you're going to get on a back extension machine and, you know, load a barbell up with 135 pounds and go. But, um, you can certainly start on a back extension with your, um, you know, body just you know in a static thirty second hold to you know start working those muscles because lack of range of motion and pain are usually the result of weakness.
0: Yeah, and how else are you going to strengthen your body in those positions when you avoid working in those positions? Yep. Um, you know, it's funny, and this ties right in. This kind of like makes sense to me now. Light bulb went off, but I always have gotten the question, and I got it again this past weekend constantly though because I was a catcher Mm -hmm. people are always every time I say I was a catcher they're like oh how are your your knees knees must be bad your knees must be terrible (laughs) and I'm like no I have great knees like honestly I do I have no issues whatsoever with my knees I never have I don't expect to have any like my knees are solid and I'm thinking like after this ATG program and some of the stuff you do there with the split squats Mm -hmm. I'm like it kind of makes sense that I have good knees because I was crouching down in this full range of motion constantly yep like slow you know decelerating and then accelerating up um so i think all the muscles around my knee from that are like stronger yeah, and, and more flexible
1: and in the same breath you get people that say oh, like i can't squat because my knees hurt it's like well it's actually the reason that you should squat yeah It's in in some capacity right and there are there are ways to that's probably not where you begin on your journey right there's you know the the kind of Uh, Knee Ability Zero formula in Ben's program is, you know, step up, split squat, and then squat. Um, So, you know, once you can get through those first two exercises at a pain-free level, they kind of prime you for a full range of motion, you know, deep squat. I mean, when you squat in the ATG program, it is, you know, your bottom of your glute, your hamstring is supposed to, you know, touch your Achilles tendon. effectively. you're you're making complete contact, upper leg, you know, on the posterior um, with your hamstring
0: to your your lower leg with your calf muscle. Yeah. And uh,
1: yeah, if you have bad knees, it's a it's a reason to squat.
0: Yeah. And that's a position that most people Probably haven't been in in years, yeah. Since they were, you know, children, and and we kind of go back to the way prior episode we did, but um, with talking to Dean, like if you watch kids, their bodies move naturally in a way that the human body is designed to move. Dude, I was at a one-year-old's birthday party this weekend, and you were just observing. <laughs> the kids were like studs,
1: all yeah. of them. Yeah, they they all. You know, I think there was probably kids there, like age, you know, a few months to eight and all of them. I mean, just incredible squat form. Like yeah. some of them were doing some serious stuff, you know, that, like, that I like try to do in the gym as an adult, you know, like a, like a, they call it a sissy squat, kind of like a, you know, you're dropping the, your knees to the floor. It's hard for me to demonstrate yeah. it this way, but, um, it's a sissy squat yeah. and it is ridiculously hard to do and they're doing it with ease.
0: Yeah. It's incredible. And, um, you know, it's funny, like the ATG buddies, right? So yeah. they sell them, um, for anybody out there, it elevates your heel so that you can get deeper into a squat, Yep. which again, I'm like, Oh, you know, I'm pretty flexible. I thought I could do it. I sent in my form. They critique you, which is really helpful. It's amazing. Yeah. And then these, they're, they're sharp and they're like, you know, Hey, you got to get deeper in your squat. I'm like, that's like as deep as I felt <laughs> like I could go yeah. they're like, try the ATG buddies. And I did, and I'm able to go all the way down. But, um, it's funny. Cause I'll like the kids are like, what are these for? And my kids are like, I'm like, so I can go all the way down like, oh, like this. And they just drop down right away to the floor. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's it. That's <laughs> yeah. what I'm trying to get back to. So, um, but body feels good. Um, I don't have any, like when I lift weights, I always like feel like I tweak something. Mm-hmm. This program, um, because you're not using really heavy weight or I'm not at least yet. Yeah. High rep ranges for some of these movements. Like, yep and it's not like, like at least me, there are certain days
1: where I, leave pretty sweaty. But yeah. overall, it's just training your body to perform better. Yeah. And that doesn't require, you know, 20 minutes of box jumps and burpees and all that stuff, which is going to sweat you to death. And really, you know, in you know, my opinion, it could do more harm than good to your joints. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of times you're just in a, a really slow eccentric part of the movement, right? So like in a squat, really slow on the way down with a pause and then driving back up. You know, five sets, five reps, or three sets, ten reps, whatever. Um, hmm. But yeah, you're, you're not really loading yourself. You can certainly load yourself up with weight, yeah. but generally, it's not something that um, that crushes you.
0: No, it's um, it's really not. And it actually was a little bit of a mind shift for me because I've always been like, not always, but more recently, you know, I kind of feel like I need to work hard mm-hmm. lifting weights to get like a result. But it, yeah, really is not a misnomer, yeah, yeah. No, and but this is like. I mean, today, for example, I did, uh, whatever it was, a chest and back day. So I'm, you know, literally have like 10 and 15 pound dumbbells doing, um, you know, flies and then reverse flies and 20 reps. I'm like, like I'm on fire. I can't move my arms. Yeah. If
1: you do things through a full range of motion the right way. Yeah. You'll definitely feel it. It's
0: insane. Whereas like, and you know, before like even like the chest press in there, like, I'm like, oh, I got 80-pound dumbbells. Like, mm. let me get these things. Like, yeah. I can I can muscle them up. And my form was terrible. And they're like, yeah, like, drop the weight down, big boy. Like, <laughs> yes. slow down a little bit. Um, so then when you do that and you pause at the bottom and, you know, in this, like, position where you're fully stretched with your chest. Yeah. And then you're trying to go back up. Like, dude, I'm cooked after, Yeah. you know, five, six reps. Yeah, a lot of lighter weight.
1: A lot of what they do um, with the upper body is is in a neutral grip. So, like, a traditional yes. bench press you know, palms out, neutral grip, you know, palms facing one another. And yep. that allows you to get deeper, which is better for your shoulders. Um,
0: and, yeah, you if you're training that full range of motion, man, it's tough. You feel it 100%. Yes. And I do feel muscle soreness, but I don't, I'm don't. i not, like, dead. Like, if I go and lift, you know, if I put a, a barbell and bench, yeah, um, you know, I'll be extremely sore. It's not really like that, but definitely a good workout. Um, you know, I'm really liking it. Mixing it in, I'm, I'm – uh, just recently so I have a friend doing 75 hard Mm -hmm. and I wanted to you know I've been rucking for I don't know a couple months now with like 40 pounds in my back and and I'm like well he's doing 75 hard I feel like I should challenge myself so I threw like a couple more weights in there from the weighted vest and I walked the first day and I'm like I don't know what I have in here but it's like it's killer like it is killing me so I weighed the back it's 70 pounds good lord (laughs) and I'm like walking with it and I'm like well I can't you know, I can't take weight out of here. So I'm like, dude, as long as you're doing 75 hard, if you don't quit, I'll freaking put this thing on and I'll walk every day. So I've been doing that as like my, uh, my morning walk. Yeah. So I do like two and a half miles like that. Um, and you need new shoes. Apparently I do. I wore right. How through. did that happen? It's just over time, dude, dude I just wore like, straight through the sole. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen anything like that. I took the, sh- I literally took the shoes. So <laughs> <laughs> it looks like
1: you put like a, like a, a hot, piece of rebar
0: through it yeah i like get
1: i mean there's a hole in your shoe a straight
0: through <laughs> you could literally see daylight so it, i mean it's you know obviously got worse over time like you know the outer layer wore down and then so on so on but I guess it was just the impact of like on the heel walking. Dude, that's remarkable. Yeah, like literally <laughs> there's like that. seven layers of this thing too. I'm like I'm I gonna, know, I'm like it's like a pretty like looks like a rainbow almost, it's <laughs> like just slices a of a pretty it. pronounced spot. I'm like <laughs> how 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 is this guy walking? Like <laughs> I have no idea. The crazy thing is you don't I don't feel um I don't feel the impact where the hole is huh. cuz there's still like enough sole around the outside yeah, that yeah, like yeah. that catches my but Apparently, so I got new shoes New shoes ordered. They should be here Good. any day. Proud of Thank you. Thank God, because, uh, yeah, it's getting a little rough down there. But. Yeah, I, was, I saw that, and I was like, that can't be right. Yeah. But it was. <laughs> I'm not in pain yet, I will be soon. <laughs> yeah. The foot was getting a little wet walking, but, um, yeah, I would like the program. Um, it's cool to hear, you know, and see you with the, the training thing. Um, guys, we don't really have a ton today to cover other than we just wanted to give you the update, let you know where we are. Um, how to find us? You know, pretty much the same way. Shoot us a message. But I will say thank you to all those who um, reached out and asked where the podcast was. Yeah, that's pretty cool. That holds us accountable, and yep. it, it shows that we have people that are, you know, in our corner and have our backs. Whether you've been on the show or not, um, just the fact that you reached out and said, like, "Hey guys, like, we need an episode." What's up? It's cool to have <laughs> yeah. that. You know, that accountability in your life and you know, it does, it pushes us to, to be better. You know, like I was talking about earlier with you seeing you make moves, it made me f- have more confidence to make the confidence to make a move. Um, and hopefully we can be that to somebody. If, yeah. if somebody's out there facing a tough decision and you're thinking like, this is a hard decision in front of me, but I know it's the right one. It's not going to be easy. I'll tell you that, but uh, you know, it's, it, it might be the right decision. If you know in your heart, it's the right decision, then that's my advice. Yeah. yeah that that's my
1: best advice I was literally just thinking you know what would my best advice be and you you just said it I mean it's like deep down I think we always know I think we always know but we're looking for it's almost like we're looking for somebody to tell us the opposite yeah you know, we're looking for somebody to tell you know oh that's that's not a good idea you should stay and then you kind of like all right cool I can stay in my comfort zone yeah kind of relax and yeah. then and then almost like if you don't do you can kind of point the finger at that person or maybe you don't call
0: them out but it's like oh yeah
1: I talked to a lot of people
0: and it's like eh. Yeah, you take a poll almost of the people outside for permission to do something that you know is right. Yeah. Um, You know, funny enough, on the same topic, the podcast I was listening to today, um, Hormosi was talking about this and he said he was faced with a tough decision. And in his mind popped the person that he knew would judge him for making that decision because it wasn't the right thing, you know, whatever, according to that person. Mm -hmm. And he said, I wrote the guy's name down. And then he's like, am I going to let this name on this paper? affect and dictate the decision that I make in the rest of my life and where I go. Right. So, um, and obviously he didn't. And, and I don't think anybody should like at the end of the day, that person that's going to critique you or, or whatever, they're not even thinking about you. No, you're thinking about them. So, um, yeah, uh, don't do anything irresponsible, but you know, make a decision, um, that you feel is right in your heart. And I think, you know, when you get through the, the bumps and bruises that it takes to get there, um you know i'm hopeful that we all see that bigger better thing on the other side of it yeah
1: i think intention is a is a big word that we can kind of pair with a you know, don't do anything irresponsible you know what i mean if your if your intentions are in the right spot
0: um and you really have conviction and you feel it in your heart then
1: it's probably the right thing to do
0: yeah i think so so guys we will wrap it up there um thank you again so much for listening to the show um please stay in touch with us um send us some messages reach out to us we'd love to hear from you and Um, you know, we look forward to bringing you more episodes here from the new home for sure of the real deal with Casey and Jason. Appreciate you guys. See ya.